This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Thousands of farmers across of the country in Punjab, Haryana, Telangana and several other states are out on the street protesting against the three farm ordinances, the three farmers' bills that have been presented by the central government in the Lok Sabha. A relentless, largely peaceful and a political year-long street protest finally forced a government with a brute majority in the Lok Sabha to retreat. Today, कि हमने तीन कृषि कानूनों को वापस लेने का रिपील करने का निर्णय लिया है। Even if the unrest was localized, its repercussions were felt across the country, and is expected to even influence the upcoming election season. Assembly polls in five states of Uttar Pradesh, Punjab, Uttarakhand, Goa, and Manipur are all in the first half of 2022. नौजवान के रोजगार के लिए और महिलाओं के कल्याण के लिए प्रदेश के समग्र विकास के लिए कार्य करने वाली भारतीय जनता पार्टी की सरकार है और दूसरी तरफ आप सब ने देखा होगा लेट्स नॉट टेक अ लुक एट ममता बैनर्जी गोवा विजिट टूडे एंड प्रोमिसिंग गोवा वे आर कॉलिंग अ न्यू डॉन वेस्ट बेंगाल चीफ मिनिस्टर विल बी लॉन्चिंग हर फर्स्ट पर्सनल आउटरीच प्रोग्राम इन द कोस्टल स्टेट टूडे undeterred by a black flag demonstration last evening just after she landed at Panaji story number 1 there is a massive surge for the aam aadmi party in the chandigarh municipal elections from a non player to suddenly having a massive surge in fact the single largest party in the municipal elections but you would say that these are municipal polls what have they got to do with the whole state well the big question is Will Punjab polls mirror these results? Gujarat and Himachal Pradesh are in the latter half of the year. In between, there is the biennial elections to 73 Rajya Sabha seats. That's almost a third of the 245 members strong upper house of the parliament. Most importantly, barring Punjab, the BJP is in power in all the states that will go to polls. That is UP, Uttarakhand, Goa, Manipur, Gujarat and Himachal Pradesh. So their outcome will have huge national significance for BJP and its mascot Prime Minister Narendra Modi. But just like West Bengal, all eyes will now be on Uttar Pradesh. We will tell you why in just a bit. It's Friday, 31st of December. From the Economic Times, I'm your host, Arijit Barman, and you're listening to UP and Beyond, the last of our year-end special on the Morning Brief. In this power-packed episode, we will ask a veteran farm leader, an author of a brand new book on UP's Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath, 
and a BJP spokesperson about the political dynamics in India's most populous state and how it might impact the national political narrative of 2022. But first, I wanted to find out, is the farmers' unrest still an electoral issue even after the Prime Minister's recent assurance? Definitely. Definitely there will be impact. Because if it is a movement would have been uh, rounded up within one month or a few weeks, it would not entrench in the mind of the people. And Modi is responsible for that. He carried it for one whole year. And continuously every day, uh, we raise the matter. And this way or that way, message has gone to the people. One full year. Three Bharat Bank. Two rail roku. National Highway. Governor Garao. One after another, incidents are happening. And message is going to the people that Narendra Modi is anti-farmers and brought this black act. So we have to fight and defeat. It is not so easy to erase it by some superficial announcement, I think. That's Hanan Mulla, an eight-time parliamentarian, Politburo member of the CPM, and the General Secretary of All India Kisan Sabha that spearheaded the agitations at the Singhu border in the outskirts of our national capital. He said the repealing of the controversial farm law is only half the battle won. Farmers are suffering and every day 52 farmers committing suicide is still today. And Uttar Pradesh, only in western part of Uttar Pradesh, there are some mandis. But 80% of Uttar Pradesh, there is no mandi. The four people are forced to sell in half the price of cost of production. Last month when we are in Lucknow, we found the rice is being sold, uh, paddy is being sold at 1100 uh, per quintal. Government announced it, CACP announced it 1970. Where there is a Mandi, if you purchase in Mandi, you have to pay that. But where is the Mandi? Only 20,000, uh, 28,000 Mandis are there. Most of the farmers do not get loan from the banks. They go to the money lenders. And money lenders uh, charge 60% interest. Every household said that because of the loan, private loan, and pressure of the uh, money lender, the uh, people are uh, forced to commit suicide. 22 farm unions, which were part of the Kisan Mocha, have decided to float a political front and contest all the 117 assembly seats in Punjab. So I asked Mr. Mullah if there is such a possibility also in Uttar Pradesh. No, Uttar Pradesh we don't think. Because some Punjab organizations, they wanted to contest election. But SKM decided in the um, um, their conference that it is a, it, uh, these Kisan organizations are not registered with the election commission. They have no election symbol. They are fighting for the genuine demand of the farmers. It is not to fight election. But let's step back for a second to understand why we are largely talking about Uttar Pradesh when there are other states like Punjab, Uttarakhand or Goa for that matter that are pole bound. I asked veteran journalist Sharath Pradhan, who's also written a brand new book on Uttar Pradesh's Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath. Uttar Pradesh has always been important politically simply because 
it is the most populous state. It sends 80 lawmakers to the national parliament and 403 lawmakers to the state assembly. So you can imagine the size. You know, several states put together wouldn't be having that kind of representation. This particular election is all the more important for particularly uh, for the BJP because for them, this is kind of a semi-final for Narain Modi's next term in 2024. So, and they say the route to Delhi goes via Lucknow. So that, that's the reason it uh, enjoys that kind of importance. So everything is, you know, it's, it's no holds barred election. And the opposition is on a weak footing. BJP still going strong with having won, you know, as many as 321 out of the 403 seats in the 2017 election. Let's look at some of the historical trends. Since the 1990s, Uttar Pradesh's election provide an indication which way the national political narrative is shifting. Through the 90s, the state delivered fractured mandates, which set the stage for a two-decade coalition era in the centre. In 2007, the Bahujan Samaj Party, or the BSP, led by Mayavati, pulled off a thumping victory through social engineering. That is, aligning the upper-caste Brahmin votes with that of the Dalits. Again, in 2012, it was the Samajwadi Party. And then in 2017, the Bharatiya Janata Party that stormed Lucknow, the capital of Uttar Pradesh. Again, the state results impacted the general elections at the centre. In 2009, Lok Sabha polls, Congress crossed the 200 mark nationally with a much better than expected showing in Uttar Pradesh and led the UPA alliance. You thought that was coincidence? Then what about 2014 or 2019 when the BJP secured on both occasions a full majority on its own? There is reason to believe that BJP had realized that they were not on as strong a footing as they had been in 2017, which is why they withdrew the, these, uh, the, the rollback on the laws as, and eventually they have been hoping that eventually this would reap them a harvest of votes but such as doesn't have seem to be and uh, this is not what has been happening in the western UP corner because the, farm, the farmers in UP were largely from western UP and they are the ones who led the agitation in the state so uh, the but, you know, subsequent to that, there has been, the BJP has moved heaven and earth to give the electioneering a twist. The old, they have, begin, they have started playing the old card again, which is the Hindutva card. Because they are back to, back to polarization at all costs. And uh, every opportunity is being used to turn this into a Hindu-Muslim affair rather than a free and fair election. Which is why I said the opposition is appears to be on a weaker footing once again. And along with the, that polarization tactics, what they have been doing is intimidation, which is becoming more and more visible, or intimidation of the opposition. And, and that, is how, that is how it is widely believed that uh, Mayavati has virtually is gone into oblivion. She has not stepped out of her home, not addressed a single rally so far. So, And uh, Congress is 
is is extremely weak in the state so that leaves akhilesh yadav which is samajwadi party as the main opposition against of the mighty bjp and uh, no sooner than akhilesh yadav's rallies started drawing good crowds his his people have been bombarded <laughs> i would say bombarded because there have been all kinds of raids cbi income tax and uh, very soon it, it is expected that edu would also move in so much like uh, much like west bengal where these tactics were tried and intimidation was on though it didn't work eventually the bjp blitzkrieg has already begun a series of inauguration of high profile projects from highways to metro rail lines to all india medical institutes to sarayu canal to state universities since july the prime minister who is touring the state almost once every week has launched or laid foundation stone for development projects worth over 130000 crore rupees in uttar pradesh alone in varanasi the prime minister's home constituency He recently unveiled the 700 crore rupee Kashi Vishwanath Temple corridor project carrying the container of Gangajal from the ghat on the Ganges to the sanctum sanctorum of the Vishwanath Temple. Aur ye apne aap mein tasveer hai apne aap mein aitihasik Pradhan Mantri Narendra Modi aastha ki dubki lagate hue aur yahan se wo maa Ganga ki god mein so the the dip for Prime Minister Narendra Modi comes uh, right there the waters are really chilly they are cold waters but pure clean waters you want to take you want to dive into the ganges that's how uh, they have uh, they've turned it around and it is credit to the commitment towards swachhata that we are witnessing right now soon the same kashi or varanasi will host conferences of chief ministers of bjp ruled states the stage clearly is set even as some in the bjp including the state's deputy chief minister keshav prasad morya have blown the hindutva bugle to reclaim land for krishna janmabhoomi from the shahi idga in mathura are usme kya hai ajay mein ramlala ka bhabbe mandir ban raha hai kashi mein baba vishnu ji ka corridor ban raha hai ab sri krishna janmabhoomi par bhabbe mandir ki pratiksha iske piche aur kuch nahi भाजपा के लिए चुनाव के एजेंडे में कोई मंदिर चाहे श्री राम जन्मभूमि का विषय रहा हो चाहे बाबा विश्वनाथ जी के मंदिर का विषय है और चाहे श्री कृष्ण जन्मभूमि है ये चुनाव के मुद्दे नहीं होते ये आस्था और श्रद्धा के मुद्दे होते हैं मैं राम भक्त हूँ मैं शिव जी का भक्त हूँ मैं भगवान कृष्ण जी का भक्त हूँ और एक भक्त के रूप में अपने भाव को प्रकट किया आफ्टर राम टेम्पल इन अयोध्या द इश्यू ऑफ मथुरा मुजफ्फरनगर इन ट्वेंटी will bjp play the religious card with mathura and polarize on religious lines once again in 2022 this was this is not unexpected because because earlier also about a year back they had got one of their cronies to lodge a, a case in a local court in mathura staking claim to the idga and that uh, a judge had taken cognizance also of it so the whole thing appeared stage managed and eventually it didn't make much headway because of the intervention of higher courts so now this is another fresh move to rake up that issue to keep the flame alive you know now that they are done with varanasi 
they've already, you know, the, the, the guy, it's a fact that they've built a grand, a very, really grand temple there. They have uh, uh, cordoned off the mosque in one corner and uh, the mosque was adjoining. I mean, it's a, it's a fact that unlike Ayodhya, where there was no existence of the temple, and it here and and in Mathura and in the the there were remains of the uh, old temple, and uh, so so that is the reason they could not whip up passions in Varanasi, or maybe also in Mathura. That that kind of passions they were able to whip up in case of Ayodhya. So now that Ayodhya is settled by whatever means, and uh, Varanasi also appears to have come to be coming to a close. The, the third thing on their agenda, the third place, this third shrine, contentious shrine is Mathura. And the whole, and I don't think their idea, they know that they will not get the kind of support they got in Ayodhya, public support. So that's the reason the idea is to just keep on raising the issue, to keep the, the Hindutva flame alive. So Mathura is their only, is their last straw. That is being kept alive just in case their other cards fail. So the last card would be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there were another Muzaffarnagar. But in the end, elections are always about arithmetic. And there is no state like UP or Bihar where this holds true. And by arithmetic, I mean the calculus of caste and class. BJP always plays the latter by politically segregating the extremely backward classes from the dominant other backward class or the OBC groups and consolidate them as an unempowered social group with a very poor economic profile. In a way, it's the old Mayavati formula with a slight twist. We have already seen in the run-up to this 2022, BJP has formed pre-election alliance with nearly 10 caste-based parties uh, from the Kurmis, Nishads, Rajbars, Kashyaps, the Musahar uh, Dalits. So they are already busy consolidating uh, this particular constituency. Well, this came into being with the advent of Mr. Narendra Modi. He is the one who, for the first time, um, uh, stitched an alliance of these with these smaller parties, caste-based parties, and it worked. And that's the time you see the downfall of Mayavati. So they managed to, Modi managed to dig into Mayavati's, uh, really, uh, uh, Mayavati's own vote bank, other than the Charter of Dalits. So they were able to take away a chunk of that voter. They were also able to dig into the party's backward vote bank, other than Yadavs. And even a small section of Yadavs too. But this time, it was Akhlesh Yadav who did a smarter job, apparently, and so from on the ground reality is that he's been able to uh, work out better alliances with the same caste groups. Koi soch sakta tha ki hawai jahaj bik jayenge, airport bik jayenge, pani ka jahaj jahan khada hota hai, wo sab bik gaya. Ye cheeze jab bik jayengi to koi nahi hume samman dega. Koi sthan nahi dega. Ye taar bech rahe hain, bijli ke karkhane bech rahe hain. Sab beche de rahe hain. You know, that today, the, these caste groups that you mentioned, there is no single leader of this uh, commanding leadership over this entire, that particular caste. 
I traveled a bit of a few couple of places in the eastern part of Uttar Pradesh, which is called Purvanchal. And there I realized that while they are building these kind of caste divides and BJP is trying to, you know, bring in a larger, um, bring them under a larger umbrella of Hindutva, it is the youth which seems to be going on a different track, which is while you find the in the same family of these castes I'm referring to, the older people are ready to go with the BJP. The younger lot prefers Akhlesh. Why? For two reasons. One is extremely, extremely high rate of unemployment. And the, and the failure of the BJP to fulfill its promise of providing jobs to young people, which, which, was, which I found very strange. I never thought that these factors really play. But the younger educated crowd is getting, it's got disillusioned. They are the ones who voted, who brought this, these people to power. They are the ones who had brought Akhlesh to power in 2012. They are the ones who don't get carried away by through religious whipping up of religious passions. But those against the BJP think the large jarred vote represented through the agitating farmers will largely vote against the BJP along with Yadavs, Muslims and the marginalized. Akhilesh Yadav's alliance with smaller caste-based sub-regional parties are a recognition of their rising political profile which incidentally the BJP first identified. Last time the BJP won 109 out of 134 assembly seats in Western UP's Jhat bastions, with Jats controlling 18% of the vote and Muslims 19% of the population and other caste fractures voting as a bloc. This time the electoral arithmetic might turn against the BJP. So I think this time, Jat and Muslim, a large number, they are um, uh, going against BJP. The Mujaffar Nagar rally we have seen, the people, those who committed crime, and in the thousands of them came together and said, we are committed crime under the instruction of the RSS, but we will not allow this land to be used for the communal rights. And that uh, created some uh, better implication in the mind. So because of that, and the uh, Samajbadi party, as we know, though they are not very great in serving the interest of the people, but at least the BJP's communal politics, divisive politics, uh, to fight that, I think Samajbadi party is gaining ground. That is our information. What about women? That's where the Congress is making a last-ditch effort to woo them, with a separate manifesto and a promise to field 40% women candidates. It is no doubt that Priyanka really took everyone by surprise and literally stumped the BJP by announcing this women's manifesto. The kind of uh, the, the reservation for women, the 40% reservation for women and, uh, and, and the kind of uh, promises she made. 
has put the bjp suddenly t- they were taken aback they didn't know what to do this is the first time in many years that congress succeeded in setting the agenda for the elections which is why you see now so much uh, focus on women even the raising the marriageable age is aimed at that apart from hitting at um, um, you know targeting muslims via that route they also trying to give this impression that they are doing everything on earth to empower women so that focus has come essentially because of priyanka's effort priyanka may not the party her party may not game it's not a question of being too late, uh, too little too late it is a lot but it is but the bjp congress has a major handicap of a party organization down the line if priyanka had worked two years earlier two years from two years back probably things would have been different very different but on ground now whatever effort she is making i think that will eventually benefit akilesh which is how it worked from ayodhya to kashi mathura to haridwar hindutva is once again flaunting its aggressive masculinity इस बीच सीधे आपको लेकर चलते हैं प्रधानमंत्री नरेंद्र मोदी जो कानपुर में मेट्रो स्टेशन पर पहुंच गए हैं ये तस्वीरें आपके सामने कानपुर मेट्रो का पहला चरण जिसका उद्घाटन प्रधानमंत्री नरेंद्र मोदी करेंगे और इस मौके पर खुद प्रधानमंत्री नरेंद्र मोदी आज सफर करने वाले हैं ये कानपुर का मेट्रो स्टेशन है देखिये किस तरीके से बनकर तैयार चमचमाता नया मेट्रो स्टेशन कानपुर का इसके बारे में अधिकारी वहाँ मौजूद जो पूरी जानकारी प्रधानमंत्री नरेंद्र मोदी को दे रहे हैं अयोध्या में भगवान राम का मंदिर क्या ये समाजवादी या कांग्रेस या गोवा की पार्टी बनाती क्या राम मंदिर से इनसे कोई उम्मीद करते थे आज आपको अयोध्या में राम मंदिर बनने पर कैसा लग रहा है कैसा लग रहा है फ्रिंज एलिमेंट विद इन दैफरेंट है on issues like gender equality raising the age of marriage besides making law and order and freedom from corruption a priority na bhrashtachar na atyachar uttar pradesh mein pichle 5 varshon ke dauran yogi adityanath ji ne ek karm yogi ke taur pe kaam kiya hai main halaki bahut sari ghatnaye hain jinko main yaad dila sakta hu lekin ek single ghatna main aapko yaad dilana chahunga ki jab covid period chal raha tha covid ka jab peak tha aap sabko yaad hoga ki unke khud ke jo उनके पिताजी का देहांत हुआ और ऐसे वक्त में उन्होंने उत्तर प्रदेश की 24 करोड़ की जनता को तरजीह दी उत्तर प्रदेश की जनता को प्राथमिकता दी अपनी पीड़ा को किनारे रखा अपने दर्द को किनारे रखा उत्तर प्रदेश की जनता की सेवा में जुटे रहे वो अपने गांव नहीं गए इससे बड़ा प्रमाण क्या हो सकता है एक कर्मयोगी के तौर पर उन्होंने पांच साल में जो इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर का काम किया जो डेवलपमेंट का काम किया जो तमाम सारे जो नौजवानों के लिए काम किया गरीब वर्ग के लिए काम किया जो एक वंचित समाज है उसके लिए काम किया महिलाओं के लिए काम किया मुझे लगता है कि माइल है आज ही देखिए आंकड़े आए हैं कि जो गन्ना किसानों के लिए जो भुगतान होता है जो पांच साल में योगी आदित्यनाथ जी की सरकार ने डेढ़ लाख करोड़ के करीब जो भुगतान किया है समाजवादी पार्टी की सरकार और बसपा की सरकार दोनों मिलकर भी इतना भुगतान नहीं कर पाए पंचानवे हजार करोड़ का भुगतान समाजवादी पार्टी ने किया और करीब पचपन करोड़ का भुगतान मायावती जी की सरकार ने किया था दस बीजेपी स्पोक्स पर्सन शलभमणि त्रिपाठी कॉन्फिडेंट and this time bjp will easily cross the 300 seat mark even the farmers vote he says is firmly with his party from loan waiver to reviving the state's sugar industry to covid relief 
Shalav argues the incumbent government has always stood firmly by the farmer's side and will reap an electoral harvest. Usa Karade ke Mukhyamantri ji ne aur Bharatiya Janata Party ne apne sankalp patra mein kaha tha 2017 mein hum jab Pradesh ki janta ke samaksh aaye the to humne kaha tha ki hum kisanon ka qarj maaf karenge aur apne sansadhanon par Uttar Pradesh ne kahin se koi qarj nahi liya Uttar Pradesh ne kahin se koi vittiya sahayata nahi li Uttar Pradesh ne apne sansadhanon par Uttar Pradesh ke 86 lakh kisanon ka qarj pehli cabinet mein jo pehli cabinet hui sarkar banne ke baad मुख्यमंत्री पद की शपथ देने के बाद उसमें पहली कैबिनेट में मुख्यमंत्री जी ने किसानों के हित में यह फैसला लिया किसानों का कर्ज माफ किया किसान सम्मान निधि प्रधानमंत्री जी भेज रहे हैं आपको पता ही है दूसरी बात जो किसान कहा रहता है गांव में रहते हैं किसानों को शौचालय की सुविधा किसानों को आयुष्मान भारत की योजना किसानों को आयुष्मान भारत की योजना अगर किसी में छूट गई है तो मुख्यमंत्री राहत कोष की योजना जिसमें बीस बीस लाख रुपए तक की मदद दी गई है इलाज में किसानों को अपना छत कि उनको मुफ्त में जो छत दी गए ये सारा कुछ दिया गया इसलिए उत्तर प्रदेश के किसान को ये पता है कि माननीय प्रधानमंत्री जी के नेतृत्व में माननीय मुख्यमंत्री जी के नेतृत्व में जो सरकार काम कर रही है वो किसानों का दिन रात हित सोचती है मैं तो आपको बहुत उदाहरण दूंगा कि आपको पता होगा कि दो के पहले उन्नीस चीनी मिले उत्तर प्रदेश में बेची गई बहुजन समाज पार्टी की सरकार में बेची गई समाजवादी पार्टी सरकार ये वायदा करके आई कि जो चीनी मिले बेची गई है हम उनकी सीबीआई जाँच कराएंगे उनके खिलाफ कार्रवाई कराएंगे और ये चीनी मिले कैसे बेची गई 300 करोड़ की चीनी मिलती उसको 30 करोड़ में बेच दिया 250 करोड़ की चीनी मिलती उसको 20 करोड़ में बेच दिया और सारा पैसा नंबर दो में चला गया समाजवादी पार्टी सरकार इसको मुद्दा बना के आई सत्ता में और समाजवादी पार्टी की सरकार ने 10 चीनी मिले और बंद कर दी लेकिन योगी आदित्यनाथ जी ने सत्ता में आने के बाद से तीन वर्षों के दौरान मैं तीन वर्ष इसलिए कह रहा हूँ कि दो वर्ष कोविड में गया है उन्नीस नई चीनी मिले स्थापित की है सिमिलरली शलभ फील्स दूथ इज ऑल्सो विदेपी सिंस देफिटेड from the skill mapping and employment generation initiatives of the state from msmes startups to banking correspondence for women jobs have been a priority even during the two years which were washout due to the covid pandemic uttar pradesh mein jo log rehte hain uttar pradesh ka jo naujawan hai usko to pata hai 5 5 lakh sarkari naukriyan jo bhartiyan hoti hain main phir kahunga tulna kariye 2017 ke pehle अखिलेश यादव जी की सरकार में दो लाख भर्तियां की गई उससे पहले मायावती जी की सरकार में नब्बे हजार भर्तियां की गई ये भर्तियां कैसे हुई मुझे बताने की आवश्यकता नहीं है अगर आपको याद आ रहा हो तो अच्छी बात है नहीं तो पचास लाख रुपए में एसडीएम बनाए जाते थे चालीस लाख रुपए में पीपीएस ऑफिसर बनाया जाता था तीस लाख रुपए में तहसीलदार बनाया जाता था बीस लाख रुपए में कानून को बनाया जाता था और दस लाख रुपए में लेखपाल बनाया जाता था ये रेट को रेट था पूरे उत्तर प्रदेश में आपको पता है सीबीआई जांच हो रही है उसके बावजूद दो लाख भर्ती कर पाए पुलिस की भर्ती में बाप और बेटा दोनों सिपाही की भर्ती में सिपाही बन जाते थे समाजवादी पार्टी की सरकार में बसपा सरकार में भी हालत था कि जबरदस्त भाई भतीजावा था अपने कार्यकर्ता भरे जाते थे पैसे की लूट होती थी उसके बावजूद नब्बे हजार भर्तियां मायावती की सरकार में योगी आदित्यनाथ जी की सरकार में मैं फिर कह रहा हूं कि दो साल कोविड के नाते सब कुछ ठप रहा है आपको पता है देश में ठप रहा है फिर भी पांच लाख सरकारी नौकरियां सरकारी भर्तियां हमने की है और जब लोग ये कहते हैं चार करोड़ रोजगार का एमएसएमई की हमारे यहाँ एक लाख दस हजार इकाइयां हैं हर इकाई में पांच भर्तियां एडिशनल कराई गई सरकार ने रिक्वेस्ट कर करके कि आपको जो हमारे प्रवासी श्रमिक आ रहे हैं जो मैंने भी प्रवासी श्रमिक का जो कहा कि जो लोग बाहर के प्रदेशों से आए बाहर के प्रांतों से आए एमएसएमई की हमारी जो तमाम इकाइयां हैं उनमें एक करोड़ दस लाख एक करोड़ दस लाख की जो इकाइयां हैं उनमें सब में रिक्वेस्ट किया गया कि आप मिनिमम इंप्लॉयमेंट तीन से चार इंप्लॉयमेंट आप देंगे 
सारी इकाइयों ने इंप्लॉयमेंट दिया और आज की तारीख में यह आंकड़ा बहुत बड़ा आंकड़ा है उत्तर प्रदेश में नौजवानों को भरपूर रोजगार मिला है सरकार ने बहुत सारी ऐसी स्कीम चलाई है कि आप अपना स्वरोजगार करिए स्टार्टअप योजनाएं लेकर आइए बहुत सारे नौजवान आप देखिए खुद से अपना कारोबार कर रहे हैं सरकार ने उनको सपोर्ट किया है सेल्फ हेल्प ग्रुप के जरिए बहुत सारे लोगों को काम मिला माइटेक नो इनकम्बेंट हिज रिटर्न टू पार फॉर ओवर टू डेकेट इन उत्तर प्रदेश but bjp is certainly looking to reverse a trend like 2017 it's that double growth engine narrative that will be used to the hilt riding on the charisma of the prime minister as well as chief minister yogi adityanath charisma helps to connect with the grassroots as we saw in west bengal where mamta banerjee proved that the bjp juggernaut can indeed be stopped even as the pressure on an incumbent state government remains high Prime Minister Modi and the BJP's election machine will face a mid-term test in 2022 in the form of these assembly elections. The opposition had been attacking the government over its handling of the COVID-19 second wave, rise in prices and unemployment. The government's surprise decision to take back the farm laws gave the opposition further fodder to cheer. But there are no clear signs as yet. that modi's popularity is on the wane or that anger is brewing against the bjp the electoral outcome will be the first indicator you heard the polarizing views from our three guests clearly the die is cast for a thrilling year ahead you have been listening to the final episode of our year end specials up and beyond on the morning brief with me your host orijit verma This episode was produced by Bhavya Dilip Kumar from ET and Varun Kapahi from Awaaz. Soundarya Jayachandran is a sound editor from Awaaz. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode. Do send me your feedback to the morning brief at timesgroup.com and share the episode on your social media networks. The morning brief drops every Tuesday, Thursdays and Friday. Thank you for listening. From the entire team, we wish all of you a very happy prosperous and safe 2022 goodbye good luck and a happy new year all clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners credits mentioned in the description